Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Citizens Bank Studio, I want to welcome you to the Ricky Matthews Show, where we celebrate the people who are working so hard to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. If I go back over the past week, man, we have had some incredible shows of folks from all walks of life contributing in so many different ways. I'm just thrilled to have this show and the opportunity to celebrate the people who are working in the trenches that, that uh, every single day to make this such a great place to live, work, and play. Um, anyway, I am thrilled to have my next guest. Uh, she's a regular on this show, someone I admire who's got her fingers in lots of different stuff through the Jackson County Chamber of Commerce, but it's the CEO of the, of the Jackson County Chamber, and her name is Paige Roberts. How you doing, Paige? I'm well. Thanks, Ricky. It's great to see you. Well, look, you guys have a lot going on in the chamber, that is for sure. But as you, as as regular listeners know, you and I have been focused on the issue of teen suicide and why that's so important. We had this terrific show with Emma Benoit, who um, unfortunately attempted to kill herself. She survived. She got a spinal cord injury. But the work that she's doing now uh, to spread the word about, you know, people there's there is hope i actually ran across this i don't know who said this actually but it's uh it's a quote that related to to teen suicide and it, and and it didn't have who said it but it says you're not alone in this fight together we can overcome the darkness and find hope to me that really defines what emma is all about and i really appreciate the fact that you introduced her to me and since then she's actually been involved in a, 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 an event that you guys had there that was sort of what brought her us together with her how did the event go Oh, the event was, as most of us predicted, very powerful. Um, this was the first opportunity I had to be with her when there were students in the audience. My other time besides you, Emma, and I together was with adults. So these were health science students from schools all across the coast um, interested in health science professions. And um, listening to the questions and the stories that they shared uh, in the audience, there were about 100 or so adults and then uh, 150 or so teenagers. And what some of these kids said in front of all of these people was so heart-wrenching. It just made a lot of us say, think what they would say if they were in therapy, or what about all the ones who didn't didn't speak up or who weren't there? It uh, That is when a lot of us actually started crying, was listening to the young people very vulnerably and very courageously say stuff to Emma, say things 
One, one young lady said her grandfather had killed himself last month. And was there anything in Emma's mind that her family could have done to prevent her from trying to kill herself? Basically asking, is it our fault? Emma handled it beautifully, beautifully. Every question she answered, whether it was an adult or a teenager, she just is such a mouthpiece and, and a vessel she and I talked about after from God. He not only saved her life when she tried to take it, but he clearly had other plans for her. And he is speaking right through her to the hearts of these uh, adults and young people. Listen, as you know, because uh, after after we visited with her, I, I sat down and as if she were a, a mentee of mine and I was running the company still and I was trying to encourage her to go uh, achieve goals in her life that she fully probably doesn't comprehend. I mean, what I, I was touched by her. It, you can't help but love Emma when Emma's sharing her story and sharing her mission. And it's, but it's more than that. It's, and I would have loved to have been able to see her in person. I would be interested in hearing what you had to say about what it was like to be in her presence. But she has a an electric charisma about her. And now that she has had this experience and this awakening that she has had, the, the authenticity of it, and beyond that, what she's learned through her own counseling, through touching other students, what she's learned about her ability to be to to bring empathy to the conversation conversation. And it's, I'm not surprised, to be honest with you, that that young people, as vulnerable as that moment was, with all the, the adults and other, other students there, that she created almost like a one-on-one -on -one with each one of those students where they were almost it's like they were not even aware that other people were in the room when, she, when they were talking about their personal experience directly to Emma. I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, her, her ability to touch people in that way, I saw that evidently through the conversation that you you and I had with her. Oh, everything you say is is right on. And when you are in her presence, it's it's like first of all, it is how genuine she is. Like you have said, authentic, genuine. But there is such a beauty and peace, and this all. It's like a wisdom that is so beyond her now 23 years that it it just is mind blowing. And, and, you know, we've been together now three times. And um, wh when I went to say goodbye, she said, I love you. I said, I love you too, Emma. And she, oh. I just, um, I cannot say, enough about her and and all the people around senator england you know jeremy england he was there he came to the room afterwards where we had a small meeting with the school superintendents and some other community leaders and i saw jeremy yesterday at a ribbon cutting and he said all he talked about at lunch after was emma and it it 
everyone in the room was touched and we were all so touched by the connection she makes with the kids. And we talked about Hope Squad, which we have talked about, you and I, Ricky, that Emma made us aware of. This research-based, um, uh, results-oriented group called Hope Squad that you can easily find on their website. They are sending their representative um, on November 7th to our education committee meeting, and they are going to talk about what it looks like. And then we're going to call a community meeting to see what the schools need, what the schools want. How, how does it involve getting Emma back in front of more young people and getting Hope Squad, which instills resiliency skills within each of them, uh, each young person and their families. How how do we make this a reality and, and who's in? And I've never been so excited about a communal effort that seems to hit the mark. Um, you know, we invited 350 community stakeholders and a third of them came. That's wow. that's big. And then the and that third that came left there, I'm sure blown away. You can't you can't unsee it. You you can't unsee her story. You can't. Well, it's, you can't unfeel it. You can't unfeel you can't it. Can't unfeel that's, it. Yes, for sure. For sure that's that's it. That's what I experienced and I know that's what you have continuously experienced as it relates to her. That's why that's why again unsolicited for, for on my part, but I I had to if I were talking to an employee, a young employee with her gift, I would be saying Boy, you haven't set your your goals high enough. You your your ability to achieve great things in your life. Listen, you're you're you came from broadcast media. You know this. There's a charisma that emanates from her that she could leverage to do things beyond her wildest imagination in terms of just her skill set and being successful doing it. But when you add to that her disability and how she got it and her ability to convey hope and her aspirations be on a stage that she can't she can't even I don't even know she really understood understands how significant it could be well she's looking into um, uh, psychology classes um, what uh, a particular university has to offer that she might be able to do online while she continues her speaking engagements for starting next fall so I know she's very interested in becoming a mental health professional at some level um, and and I know like you said that the plans that God has in mind for her that her heart is and spirit are open to are are really going to benefit so many people yeah that's the, that's the, the thing is is I, I'm trying to figure out what I would be trying to figure out is how to put this on a a biggest stage as possible so I can inspire as many people as possible and create a movement around this whole notion of hope and empathy and understanding, which is her message. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Paige Roberts.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show with my friend Paige Roberts from the Citizens Bank Studio. We were talking about this incredible effort that's underway. It's a collaboration between different organizations in Jackson County around teen suicide and the role that this wonderful, incredibly inspiring young woman, Emma Benoit, played and all of that. And um, one thing I just want to observe, and then you can tell me what sort of the next steps are and, and so on, but... You know, it it's a little scary in a way. I, I guess, I, I, yeah, scary is the word that comes to mind. I, I'm sorry. That's the word that comes to mind. That when you're in a, a, that many, with that many young people and that many adults at this, at this event where Emma spoke, to have, to watch what you already know is the case from the studies. The studies show this. How many young people have considered, at least thought about it or considered, in some cases, even attempted suicide. The numbers are just scary. The numbers are scary. And then to watch it play out in a meeting like that where she's tapped into this thing that probably was very private for each one of them. And then you've got some that, as you said, courageously admitting whatever those thoughts are that they're having. It just it just what it creates for you guys and it should everyone should hear this in Mississippi and the United States that there is a compelling case for action and we cannot ignore this. It, we need everybody. It's an all, all hands hit deck moment. Now we can pretend these thoughts don't exist, but they they are there. And that's the thing that came out of that meeting, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. We had government representatives. We had nonprofits, uh, educators, business leaders, and uh, faith-based. We had two police chiefs there, um, and I was so proud of them, and I'm so proud of our four school superintendents. Um, as, as you know, there was an eighth grader who killed herself uh, September 1st at who attended Ocean Springs Middle School. And that new superintendent, Mike Lindsay, brought at least a dozen of his employees from across the district with him. All, all four, uh, Moss Point, Jackson County, Pascua Goche, and Ocean Springs School superintendents will be there on the 7th. They are all in on being concerned and knowing they can play a role the devil's always in the details. So that's what we're doing right now, exploring. But once we have this meeting with Hope Squad on November 7th, I think we're going to know a lot more and be able to call another community meeting to say, how are we going to address this? Who's in, in what way? And let's get something done. So what what are some of the last lasting themes that came out of Emma's visit? Well, you know, we didn't even know if any teenagers would feel like they would raise their hand, but they did. And they, one of them asked her, if you had gotten the advice that you're giving us before you shot yourself, would it have stopped you? And she said, not the advice alone. And she started to talk about the importance of therapy and how 
really everyone should be in therapy, which I believe, and that it's good to be in therapy and it's helpful, but having real conversations, not just blowing off, oh, you'll feel better tomorrow. There, oh, you know, there are kids in Israel who are being tortured. Yeah, we do feel for them, but that's not what that's that's not how you handle someone's feelings that you validate you hear you see so i thought that was excellent from her and then another student asked about anxiety well you know all of this about battling anxiety does that mean you don't have any anymore and she said i am a bundle of nerves right now being on stage with you i have anticipation anxiety and I deal with that a little bit. And that means that you're constantly trying to identify the uncovered manhole before you get there. And even if there isn't one, you're trying to survey your environment at all times so you don't get blindsided. And as she said, it's exhausting. And and it, it was just, it was powerful. And I'm so looking forward to when we bring her back in the individual schools and and to see what we're able to do with her and with Hope Squad. And, and, you know, there is no panacea. There is no silver bullet, no pun intended. There, there's just not, but there is grabbing onto something and trying it and, and working together. And that's what I feel we are doing in Jackson County. You know, if you could only make kids who may have these thoughts, maybe they're not suicidal at, at all, but they have, they understand what it feels like not to have hope and maybe they feel some depression or they, maybe they feel just anxiety from the pressures of the day and whatever. If you can, even within them who, who may not have suicidal thoughts, have them be more empathetic toward other students who may have them, have those thoughts and open up conversations so that they can talk to each other so that if someone's having issues, they can seek help. It, it's so complex, isn't it, Paige? Because I, I think there's a role for everybody to play. And in some cases, I mean, you look at some of the children that killed themselves in, in Jackson County and their stories, some, in some cases you didn't see the warning signs. And it's just, it's going to take a village to, to solve this problem. But um, this kind of focus has to lead, it will lead to more awareness and it will save lives. There's no doubt about that. Yes. Um... Awareness is a lot of it and realizing what we might inadvertently be doing that is contributing to to this. I had several of my friends in the audience Friday morning text me, oh my goodness, I'm saying the wrong things to my kids. Uh, It's just so helpful to hear from Emma what she was thinking how, for example, she would hide herself away in her bedroom because she felt like such a disappointment to her parents that to be with them would remind her of the great disappointment she was. Well, her dad just thought she was being a, you know, a hormonal, uh, unpleasant teenager. Well, now he understands more. And yeah, I, I just cannot say enough about 
having real conversations and that we have to get away from the screens and actually communicate eye to eye and face to face and quite frankly, heart and spirit to heart and spirit. That's so, so well said. That's so well said. So let's, let's shift gears. Uh, yeah. Since you and I talked last, <clears throat> we have celebrated the life of George Logal. Mm-hmm. What an amazing leader he was. And, you know, it's a reminder that when we go, the lights don't blink. <laughs> Life goes on. And in George's case, he leaves an amazing legacy. And, of course, I had, uh, you know, Jerry St. Pei contributed to the to the uh, tribute that we did for him, as did other leaders up and down the coast. But one of the things that George said, and I shared it during the meeting, but it's, it's a reminder that the work that we're doing isn't about us. It's it's about the community and it's giving back to the community. But I, I asked George, I had I had visited with George on my show just three weeks before he passed away, and um, at the end, uh, I asked him about you know uh, you know what was his secret to longevity, and he talked about that and and looking forward to going skiing in January and whatever. At one of the in one of the conversations I had with, him, I asked how how do you want to be remembered, <clears throat> and here's what he said. I don't want to be remembered as a personality. I want the things we get done to continue so that other people have the same opportunity I had as a youngster selling vegetables in West Gulfport. He went on to say this, I believe our future is our young people. If we can have an environment where they can flourish, not necessarily monetarily, but flourish and enjoying this paradise. And, and if I can have a little piece of that, even if my name is not identified with it, a little piece of making that happen, that's what I want. He seems so aware that it's not, it never was about him. It was always about putting things in place that can, you know, planting the seeds as your friend and my friend, uh, the mayor of Moss Point says, Billy Knight says so often he's planting trees he'll never see the shade from. But you know, that's the work that we're doing, whether we're talking about mental health, whether we're talking about building great communities, whether we're talking about moving the ball forward from an educational, economic development point of view or any number of other things that we're doing. Um, it's not about us. It's about others. And and well, I'll tell you what, we're at the end of this segment. I didn't realize we're getting we'll come back on the other side. Man, legacy, the legacy work that's going up on up and down coastal Mississippi. George would be, he would be thrilled to hear that all of the things that are taking place today, he had some, you know, he had some role in just about, you know. Um, he would be thrilled to hear that those things are continuing as as the work that you and I are doing, which we hope will continue when we're when we're no longer here. When we come back on the other side, we'll we'll continue this part of the conversation with Paige Roberts. We all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthew Show on Super Talk 103.1. 
Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Studio, the Ricky Matthews Show, and we're visiting with my friend Paige Roberts from the Jackson County Chamber. We were talking about George Logel's recent passing and the opportunities we had to honor him, and his point that he didn't want to be remembered. He just wanted the things that he had a role in putting in place. He wanted those to continue so that young people had an opportunity to come back here and live and enjoy what he called paradise. Uh, I think George Logel was one of the most significant leaders in coastal Mississippi history. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I love the way that Brent Ward talked about him in the uh, tribute video that we did where he said, George Slogan had the ability, um, he said he was the tallest man in the room, but he had the ability to look up to everyone in the room. I mean, just that the humility that he brought. But you know, we we will miss George, uh, but boy, he did a good job of inspiring in all of us a real desire to want to build a great community. And he, he certainly, as far as I'm concerned, he had a huge role in me and my development. And I had the opportunity to work with him shoulder to shoulder for a bunch of years, especially after Hurricane Katrina. But uh, And you you did as well, didn't you, Paige? I, I did. You know, I've lived here 30 years, came right out of journalism school, and of course, I met George early on in my time here and had opportunities to cross paths with him. He and I would say Jerry St. Pei, Roland Weeks, uh, Billy Knight, I have such profound respect for them. Um, you know, George and Jerry remind me a lot of each other, and really Billy, too. Their beginnings were so humble, and the way that they worked their way up without necessarily the idea in their head that they are going to be big, big men on campus, big men on the coast, but just doing the right thing time after time. And the story that John Hairston told about George keeping the key um, uh, from the bank it, from the his first room. job, what, what was, was it to the post office box yeah, or the, the mail room, the key to the mailroom. Yes, the mailroom. <clears throat> and how he kept that in his pocket always because it reminded him from from whence he came. And Jerry's the same way growing up in the Ninth Ward of New Orleans, but then becoming a photographer reporter for the Mississippi Press. And he still talks about lessons he learned doing that. And then as, as he uh, climbed his way to presidency of Ingalls and, and Billy starting out um, and with, with the extra challenges of being a young black man in in the times that he would have been being 84 now, what in the 60s he would have been in his 20s, I guess. So it, it's, I'm just so very fond of them. And I, I very much uh, hope and pray and take some of this responsibility on myself in this role at the chamber of developing future George's, Billy's, Roland's, Jerry's, because we need them. We need genuine servant leaders who are yeah. smart. <laughs> Hey, so so the first the first series of shows I did, as you well know, were I called them the um, the the stalwart leaders of, of coastal Mississippi. So I had all of these leaders on, and so we had the we had the George. So George passes away, and we had the tribute show to him. And then someone sends me a note and says. 
um, you know, you need to do a tribute show to Boyce Holloman. And I said, well, I actually had Dean and and the Tim Holloman on, and we talked about their father, and I, I posted it again. And then, you know, the, the amount of engagement around that starts to skyrocket again because people are engaged in that. And then someone sends me a note and says, I need to talk to Jerry St. Pay. And so I said, well, I did, and I posted that because it's interesting. The, the people who are engaged in the show today aren't the same people who were engaged in the show three over three years years ago and yeah, a lot sure. of new people have come to the show and the numbers are good and all that but but the opportunity I've said this then and I, I feel even more more seriously about it now and more fortunate about this point now that I'm capturing this digital history book because in my two conversations with George I mean when I met when I visited with his family uh, you know they all to a person they said thank you so much for capturing those words from George you know that it was just I was fortunate that we had these deep conversations about what it takes to build a great community and got to get all their thoughts about that. And here's Jerry, this living legend, you know, and the same thing, the whole, you know, about the book that he wrote about his life. And like you said, coming out of New Orleans and, you know, becoming a photographer and then, you know, ends up becoming the CEO of, of Ingalls. What an incredible story. And still today, it's still today, inspiring all of us with, you know, raise the bar fight complacency all the things that he that he says it's incredible i mean but there are so many like him it's we're really fortunate that we have leaders that never give up i mean they are just contributing in so many positive ways and i think one of the things i know with jerry especially is he's so uh, intentional about reaching out. He saw a quote years ago that Sun Herald ran of mine about pathways to possibilities that we were doing for the eighth graders. And he sent me a text about the, the quote and what he thought of it. And just a few days ago, he sends me a text that his grandson in Dallas has been accepted to my Mizzou. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, he he just is so um, intentional about staying connected and making you feel like you're important to him. And and that's what I think that so many people are missing being present and that we just we just need to keep the distractions at bay and be present with each other so that we can connect right back to what Emma said about having a real conversation how are you well i'm actually i'm not having the greatest day instead of oh oh good how are you you you, you know we all do I know, it i know hey listen you're you're right about this this thing about george and jerry share this quality about authentic connection and the story that Anthony Wilson told about George and the World War II veteran and just going to pick him up and driving around and having yes. conversations and Anthony saying that that lunch they had up in Wiggins that day was one of the most you know beneficial lunches he's ever attended. Uh, George was like that. Leo Seal was like that. Leo Seal used to send me handwritten notes all the time. And the one regret I had when I left the Sun Herald is I didn't get a chance to go through every single file that I had. You know, I mean, just it all happened so quickly. But I left a file full of handwritten notes from Leo Seal. And he just had so many important things he wanted to say to me. And look, Jerry, 
Lish, when I was publisher of the Sun here, Jared read an editorial, he would send me a text about it or a note about it. And even today, he'll he'll listen to a show and he'll something inspires him and he'll send me a note and said, I'll listen to your show today. Yes, for sure, we need to do more of that and blah, blah, blah. But this notion, I, I, someone once said to me, and I don't remember who it was, it may, be a, it may have been Zig Ziglar or someone like that that says you should always make the person feel more important than you are. And, um, and th- there's something magical about that when there's authentic connection. I just can't tell you. And he, again, stalwart leaders like that taking the time because they understand. Listen, John Harrison's like that. John Harrison connects. And usually these guys are are in women. They're really smart. They have the ability to compartmentalize. They remember the conversation that you and I are having and their deep, deep knowledge of our relationship and how we're connecting. And they may have a thousand of those, certainly hundreds of those going on simultaneously. But they make it feel like you're the most important person to them in that moment, and that what you say back to them, they want to hear it, and it's important to them. But there's a lesson in leadership that emanates from all of that. It's very, very powerful. Yes, and and I think what goes along with that, too, because of the society, where the pace at which we're living now, because time is so precious, but we waste so much of it, what I am trying to teach myself to do is to be patient and connect with the person on their time frame, like their pace. I'm, I'm working very closely with the residents of Moss Point who are having their homes demolished right now that our long-term recovery committee is helping with and helping with repairs and preparing for the Amish team to come. And, you know, they live very different lives than I, for the most part. But when they come to see me, I try to be very present and very patient. And that's hard for me. Um, So I think that when, when people give you time, it's something to be grateful for. It was, uh, I, I agree, that was really hard for me too, that we, you know, the busy, 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 you know, I mean, and it dri- how it drives sort of this internal engine in you. And Roland once said, you know, when you go down, when you go down the hallway, um, don't go down the hallway thinking about other things. Go down the hallway and see the eyes of the people that you're passing. What a beautiful piece of advice. I mean, I, I, I never forgot that. It wasn't that I didn't care, you know, it's just that I had other things on my mind and he said the hallway is an opportunity to connect not think connect when you're in the hallway what a beautiful thing to say i mean good lord when we come back on the other side we'll continue our conversation with Paige roberts we'll see you after this and now back to more of the ricky matthews show on super talk mississippi Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. You noticed that I reached over and grabbed something while you were talking a few minutes ago because you were talking about busy, busy. And these are the these are lessons I, I wrote during Hurricane Katrina. And there's one in particular that talks about that. That One of the things we learned after Katrina or during, in the aftermath of Katrina was how we were moving through life so fast and we didn't take time <laughs> to notice the people around us and that, you know, something about 
Katrina made us slow that down a little bit, and we we were hearing the stories of others. But anyway, um, Paige Roberts from the Jackson County Chamber is with us, and I never know where the conversation is going to go. I love spending time with Paige because the chamber, as I have said so many times before, is not your father's chamber anymore. They're involved in community building in so many different ways, and I can take on so many different forms because we live in a holistic world. We're all connected in some way, and that's how we end up getting off the beaten path in our conversations, talking about things like mental health and legacy and these kinds of things are all important and lessons that we've learned from people who have mentored us. It's so powerful. So uh, just in terms of the day-to-day of the chamber today, you know, how are things going? <laughs> well, um, they are moving at the same speed of everything else we've been talking about. I, I was just sitting here thinking, I cannot believe tomorrow is November 1st. We kicked off this calendar year uh, with, uh, we were newfound fans of Brene Brown, the, the great speaker and sociologist who talks about vulnerability and courage, and she uses Teddy Roosevelt's speech, the, um, the man in the arena. And, and quite frankly, I'm feeling like the man in the arena who's kind of dusty and uh, with his face marred and a bit beaten up uh, these days. But the point is that you have the courage to keep moving forward, even if you're finding yourself flat on your face um, and you keep going. Now, this year, our word uh, here at the Jackson County Chamber was discipline. I, I'm going to give myself a C plus at maybe a B minus on that. Um, so I'm, I'm working, um, being more disciplined. And we, of course, are <clears throat> continuing to have ribbon cuttings. We did. We had one yesterday. We we have the business after hours. We've just had an annual meeting um, because our fiscal year starts over on October 1. So we, we are in this reflection time, which I consider November and December. Okay, what have we done? What do we still need to do? And what have have we not even thought of that we need to maybe start thinking about all in the name of our mission statement, which is support commerce and promote growth in order to enhance quality of life. And that's what we do. And every day I wake up with some sort of plan of, of trying to do that. Um, and yeah, it takes me from mental health to uh, to commercial prosperity, to development and education and, and trying to figure out how to get more workers trained. And oh, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot. But I also say to myself, if not me, then who? And God never gives us more than we can handle. As Mother Teresa said, I wish he didn't think I could handle so much. <laughs> but um, that that's what we're doing. We're, we're making it. Yeah, I often said when I was publisher of the Sun-Herald, I rarely said no to most uh, requests. 
is that if you want something done, find a busy person to do it. That's just the way it works. And, you know, I wish more people would live by the man in the marina, in the arena, this great uh, uh, speech given by Teddy Roosevelt back in Paris, France in, in 1910. I'm obviously very familiar with me. I've given speeches around it before. I, I wanted, as I got further in my career, it meant more to me. It means more to me even today. Uh, Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com with the Times Picayune, and I talked about it last week. He actually has it framed at his house, so we can see it all the time. And he, you know, he's a journalist and a, and a writer. Yes. But for people, let me just read the first couple of sentences to you. So you probably know it by heart, but it, it 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 is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, who face whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly and goes on from there. You know, at the end of the day, there are some people who get things done and there's other people who watch things done. And, you know, there are others who just wonder how it got done. But at the end of the day, um, I was I decided early on because I had good mentors and people like George and Roland and Leo and others, Jerry, I decided to be a man in the in the arena. And if I, you know, I'm I'm going to make mistakes. I'm I'm going to always do it right. But boy, I'm going to be in there setting a, a steady pace. And uh, and, you, and I'm going to welcome anybody who wants to join me. But I hate critics of people who are volunteers in the community. I hate them. I hate to use the word hate. I shouldn't say it that way. But you you know what I'm saying. Oh, I'm not fond of them. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, uh, but as long as you've got a great board and you continue to lead the way that you're leading, the Jackson County Chamber is going to continue to make its mark. And we'll have more... Men and women in the arena, uh, not standing on the outside looking in, but on the inside making their mark and leaving a legacy like George said we should all be focused on leaving. God bless you, my friend. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Yes, you too. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.